the Bible says speak the truth in love. The part that we always skip over is speaking the truth. We speak like a, a candy coated version of the truth. You know, I, I feel like this, but I'm gonna say it like that. And we feel like saying something in love means you got to candy coat it, but you don't. Because Jesus wasn't a pushover. He was very direct. Power Trip with Tangie Green is the podcast dedicated to helping you get back in charge of your mind, your time, and emotions while leaving destructive baggage behind. Our listeners know that success is a journey, not a destination. And your journey starts right now. Here's your host, Tangie Green. Hey, 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 my sister, what's up? Thank you for tuning in and welcome back to another episode of Power Trip. I am so excited because joining me today are two of the most outspoken women that I know. They have no problem speaking their minds and have done a little time in Facebook jail for it. And today, I hope they will share with you some tips on saying exactly what's on your mind without feeling guilty for it. One sister by way of the highway, Greenville, Mississippi, and one by way of high school, Charles Lincoln Harper High, back in the day, but not too many days ago. But let's start in Greenville, Mississippi with my sister, Patricia Blumenberg. What's up, Patricia? Hey, Tangie. Hey, girl. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I just wanted to um, point out some things. Um, Basically, I will speak my mind, but I try my best to exercise tact. But if somebody... Uh, on the other end doesn't exercise tact I'm going to match their energy yeah that's 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 just the way I am and sometimes I, I can't uh, come off initially using that tact because some people you have to be direct with for them to feel you and with me that may include using a little profanity <laughs> to make them feel me gotcha. that's, that's me being me Thanks, Pat. And my other sister from high school, KB Kim Bates. What's up, girl? Hey, baby sis. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, hunty. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am Kim, and I've known Tangie for a long, 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 long time. And I'm just so happy and honored that you asked me to be a guest on your podcast. I am so, so very proud of what you're doing. You know, like I said, we only see each other by social media now thanks to COVID. Yeah. But you are doing great things, and I wish you much success. And girl, hey, yo, boss, Byron, call me, Byron. <laughs> call me. I got some stuff that we need to talk about, Byron. 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 Listen, we ain't together, okay? <laughs> yes, ma'am. For sure. We're going to be talking about um, speaking your mind. These two ladies are tremendous when it comes to making themselves heard. And I definitely want to get some pointers from them. I was so frustrated trying to accommodate people, you know, and I kept pushing myself back and pushing myself back, trying to be nice. You know Uh what I mean? And I'm a real believer big believer in motives so I was kind of upset because I'm like I'm doing the right thing but I'm not feeling the right way Uh you know what I mean Uh you're mad on the inside but you're doing the right thing on the outside and I hate that so Uh you know we're going to talk about that today we're going to talk about self-esteem because sometimes when you you know constantly put yourself on the back burner it's not always ministry sometimes you just don't value yourself do you agree with that yeah and setting boundaries And we're also going to talk about clarity, you know, being clear. Because a lot of times I 
can be passive aggressive. You know, I'll say something snarky instead of being direct. What, what do you think about that being passive aggressive? Uh, I think sometimes it's just to um, to soften the blow. Okay. You know, um, you know, although I normally shoot from the hip and, and say what's on my mind, some people are receptive to that and you kind of have to gauge who you can be direct with. Right. So, so what I do on Facebook, I'm, I'm kind of indirect. The people that I'm, I'm um, directing uh, my statements to, they know who I'm talking to, uh-huh. but I don't put them on the spot by tagging them. I want to do it subliminally. Yeah. So they can get the point, but I don't want to, you know, put them on blast. But if they comment <laughs> and <laughs> and put themselves on blast, then I'm coming back with them. You're not gonna come for me. I, I, I didn't. If I had tagged you, that mean I sent for you. Uh-huh. But if I sent for you, don't come for me. Exactly. You put yourself on stage. Right, right. And so that's why I try I try to exercise tact. But, you know, when somebody uh, crosses that line, I'm coming with them. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And look, I admire you for it. I'd be sitting mm-hmm. back there like, man, they are so bold. Wow. I know she feels yeah. lighter now. <laughs> I, I, I get it out. I get it out. and i know k is the same way on uh social media because that's the only way we really talk now we're out of high school right we you know just barely right (laughs) (laughs) now we talk on social media so k uh exactly uh we were talking about being clear and you know making sure that your minds you know like what you have on your heart is expressed how do you make sure that you set boundaries for people, you know, so that you can do something nice for them, but you're not doing more than you expect it to do. You know what I mean? So you don't end up frustrated. Boundaries. Um, I build a wall like Trump was going to do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, basically, I, um, I try to be available for people who I know are available for me. And sometimes people can't help that they're not able to do as much for you as you are for them. But when you find yourself in like a one-sided relationship, mm-hmm. then at some point you gotta know it's time to pull out. You, you know, you're not getting anything out of this. It's not a hundred percent. It's not even fifty-fifty. Basically, I do what's called taking stock of your friend inventory. Mm. That's a good I point. Like that word. Yeah, friend inventory. <laughs> I like that. I typed it in. Um, what's the what's that say? Uh, Urban Dictionary. Somebody uh-huh. beat me to it. Oh wow! Oh wow! It was in, it was in 2010 when they first they first brought that to fruition. But I'm, oh. I'm gonna make it brand new for 2021. Work. Inventory. I said that. Right? I like it. But we need to come up with a term for family, though, because family mm. they have so many expectations from us, but they won't meet us halfway either. Mm-hmm. Especially um, from a parent-children standpoint. Your children have such high expectations from you, uh-huh. your adult, adult children. 
Um, but, you know, you can't get them to come and do something for you. Mm. So, you know, I find myself, you know, pulling back from my own children. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, for example, um, I, I, I have uh, a daughter who has two kids. Now, I will help her when she needs me. But I pull back when she just wants me to. Gotcha. Say with uh, with with babysitting. Now, right now, I I keep my my grandson, my three year old grandson, because his school is closed. So I teach him. But I'm not going to keep him for you to go out and party. Mm-hmm. That's where I draw the line. I mean, I'm already doing what you need me to do. So you're not going to overwhelm me with me doing what you want me to do as well. Oh, that's good. Boundaries, you know, separating needs from wants. I'm there for you for your needs, but not necessarily for your wants, just to protect my own peace. That's a boundary that I have to set because I'll be exhausted. Right. It seems like, you know, in my own experience, when I'm frustrated as far as helping people or accommodating people or whatever you know I'm not a saint and I'm not always doing charity work nothing like that but it can be something as simple as my mom needing me to come over and roll her hair you know and I don't want to do that you know what I mean but that's my mom you know how does how do you think self-esteem plays a part in that because you know sometimes I think we push ourselves to the back and push ourselves to the back because we don't value us do y'all agree with that first of all does that sound right you go first Kim I noticed that we do that all time with our parents. And who is we? What do you mean? Like, oh, women, and especially black women. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a perfect example. You mentioned your mom, but we do it with our kids all the time. You know, and that's how we always get to, oh, you're an angry, bitter black woman. Because, you know, if we're a single mom and we're struggling, mm-hmm. and so we don't have the support of the father and then, Sometimes we don't have the village helping us raise a child or whatever, so we're doing it all on our own. And so it does get overwhelming and frustrating. However, that's not me. Because I told my husband a long time ago, you did not find any kids here, so you plan on leaving? <laughs> You did not find any kids here, so if you're leaving, they go with you. That <laughs> man is their father. That's right. As far as like you and your mom, we do feel like we owe them, but we don't. We don't have to take on. Like, are you an only child? No, and, it's four of us. Okay, I was the older big sister, the responsible one. You know. Right. Same here. I'm the oldest um, and all that. And it does make you feel like you kind of owe your mom because you've always been her assistant, you know, so to speak. And that helped my self-esteem, you know, which kind of brings me back to that point. The question I was asking about the self-esteem factor. Pat, what do you think? Do you think we push ourselves back? And thank you, Kim, for that. Do you think we put ourselves on the back burner repeatedly, even to our own detriment and frustration because of self-esteem issues? I mean, am I reaching now, I don't think it has anything to do with self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Not, not as far as you know, taking care of our parents and doing uh, little minor things that they could probably get somebody else to do. Or I think it's like you said, it's it's a loyalty thing. We feel like we owe to them because they took care of us, they raised us. Mm-hmm. 
perfect example is um, I took care of my mom in her dying days. Mm. My sister was working, uh, and then I have three brothers. One brother moved back home to help out, but then he worked. So he wasn't really available. It was mostly me. Mm -hmm. And um, he was used to it always being me. So even when it was time for me to go home before the evening, she didn't want me to go home sometimes. So I had to spend the night a lot. Right. And I did it because I was the one that was available because I wasn't working. I'm disabled myself. And I pushed myself because I'm I'm disabled because I'm sick. I I, I suffer from a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. But... Her pain was worse than mine. So I did what I had to do mm. because she would have done it for me if it was on the flip side. Right. So I don't think it has anything to do with self-esteem. I'm going to pull it out of family because family has such a soft spot with us that I think we excuse a uh-huh. lot. And I know I do. So let's let's pull it out of family, even though I started with that example, <laughs> R- uh, rolling my mom's hair. <laughs> Um, she frustrates me, no doubt. Okay. You know, with different things Uh she wants me to do. Uh, but let's, let's bring it to, um, like your girlfriend's circle. Um, and I'll, I'll start Uh with you, Pat, on this. Like, how would you set boundaries with your girls? For example, they're at the house, like you guys, you know, came up for Latrina's birthday, right? And you guys had a great time. It was, you know, uh-huh. one of those events that you'll remember forever. Now, say, for example, you hosted right. us. OK, and we all came to the house. Cam's there. I brought uh-huh. I got a plus one. OK, uh-huh. <laughs> and we're staying uh-huh. a little too long or we're a little too loud or we're you know, how do you check us? Because you care about us. We're sort of like uh-huh. family. So how do you set those boundaries outside, uh-huh. you know, that that realm? Being as close to you guys that I am, I would just come out and say it. Okay. All right. Uh, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late, so I'm I'm, I'm tired. You know, I, I'll uh, I'll let you know. I won't be blunt and and rude about it. Yeah. But you know, I, my point across. You know, I, I will use tact as much as I can. Right. And you know, if y'all. You know, Leo, like, yeah, I must think I'm playing. <laughs> right. I will have to get forceful. I will, I will get forceful. Right. And, you know, say, look, you ain't got to go home. You got to get the hell out of here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pat. How about you, Kim? How would you handle it? How would you put us out? <laughs> oh, God. I'm laughing at Pat because my daughter... <laughs> did that when she was little it was so funny <laughs> with the, um, my father-in-law and his wife moved from out of state and we went to you know see them at their new place that i just saw like this little tiktok video where somebody was saying you know white people stand up they leave they, they go on out the door go home they were like an hour and 15 minutes later black people still saying bye right so you know we said goodbye in the house we said goodbye at the door we said goodbye <laughs> in the driveway we said goodbye in the car so my daughter uh-huh was about three or four and she says hey you can talk but this car gonna be rolling and i was like wait man, you can't you can't and that that actually happened but if, if it was me i think i would be a little bit more gentle than she was 
Right. That's that's a good point. I'm glad you said that because I want to talk about that too. That's where I think a lot of because most of my listeners are black women who are Christians and they own businesses Mm -hmm. and they go above and beyond, you know, trying to go the extra mile for clients and stuff like that. How do you make sure that you are firm? And that kind of brings us to that third point of clarity, that you're firm, but you're not rude. So how, how do you make that happen? Because on Facebook, y'all are being so nice on this podcast, but on Facebook, you guys are very firm. And you're very clear. Uh-huh. <laughs> so how does that translate in real life? And we can start with you, Pat. Well, the, the way I handle things on Facebook is because I, I'm not face to face. Yeah. And um and I'm not being direct, being indirect. So that that um that kind of softens the blow a little bit, um, as as opposed to being face to face. I actually use Facebook as an outlet to to prevent from lashing out at somebody mm-hmm. to hurt their feelings. Because I hurt their feelings. I'm going to hurt their feelings on Facebook. But nobody knows who I'm talking to unless they say something. Yeah. I, I draw back a, a little bit in person. More okay. so in person than I do online. Well, that's making me feel better. Because, I mean, I met you. I know mm-hmm. you. I love you. I know you have a great heart. And I know you yeah. care a lot about people, especially your family. You go hard for them. So I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're making me feel better because, you know, I'm about like I- you. Uh, you know, I'll say mm-hmm. something and kind of vent, you know, a little bit on Facebook. Not much, but every now and then. Mm-hmm. I told you I'm passive aggressive, so I do it in sneaky ways. <laughs> so, you know, they can't quite track it, but I do do it. Mm-hmm. And um, it does help yeah. to kind of relieve the burden on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my intent is for them to track it. I want you to mm-hmm. see what I'm saying, but I don't want to say it to you directly because people can't receive when I when I talk to them like that they'll either hang up the phone or they'll try to start cursing at me and then you know mm-hmm. oh hell gonna break loose yep you know they they can't they can't handle it directly so that's that's why I do it the way I do because people always say well if you got something to say to somebody just say it to them no you can't just always do that mm. you can't that's, that's not realistic because mm-hmm. people are not receptive to uh, constructive criticism, you know. But it can be even they, about, they a- and I haven't figured out about you, Kim, I'm coming. But it can be, it doesn't have to be constructive criticism or criticism at all. It can just be, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. You said you were going to stop doing X, Y, Z. You're still doing it. Mm-hmm. If I could be that mm-hmm. frank, Frank, I think my life would change. Oh, yeah, I can, I can do that. I can do it. I will do it. I won't do it initially. I'll let it. I'll let it pile up. You know, I'll say uh, what I have to say indirectly. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't. I don't say anything to to somebody that I won't be able to receive myself. Mm, that's good. That's good. And that's how we bring it back to Bible, because, you know, even though I want to empower women to speak up for themselves, and this is to you, Kim. Thank you, Pat. I want to empower people to speak up for themselves. But at the same time, I do want to. The Bible says speak the truth in love. Right. But the part that we always skip over is speaking the truth. We speak like a 
a candy coated version of the truth. You know, I I feel like this, but I'm going to say it like that. You know what I mean? And we feel like that's the in love part. And it's really not because Jesus wasn't, you know, a pushover. He was very direct. Right. So, Kim, how can uh-huh. you be direct and clear and honest, speak the truth and, you know, um, be able to because the way Pat just said it was, she said, I wouldn't say anything to you that you wouldn't that I wouldn't have you say to me. You know what I mean? So it's like being open to receive what you're given. So, how you know, break break into that a little bit. Well, basically, you do have to get to the point. You have to you have to say it with your chest, yeah. as Kevin Hart would say. But like a lot of times, I might have a situation like if I comment on like a political issue, and or if it's something about entertainment or something like that. Like if I say something online on one of those platforms, like a TMZ or a Fox Five News or something like that. And they don't agree with what I say. And people are, you know, and especially with the outgoing president, mm. you know, his followers are loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Those people love that man. And, <laughs> yes, you know, they, they do. Say stuff, and I'm like, all I said was, they look miserable. It was a holiday picture. I noticed that on like, social media. It happens a lot. You know, people will criticize uh-huh. you for doing something that they are doing in the moment, real time. Like, let's say, I get so sick of people coming on social media complaining about everything. Why everybody got to do that? I was like, you're doing that. You're on social media right now complaining about something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I see that mm-hmm. in the comments, too. They'll snap at you for, you know, and say you're being judgmental. It's like, you're judging me right now. What? What, 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 what am I missing? <laughs> you know, it's crazy to me. Crazy. Well, man. And a couple of always like, you should give lessons on how to give crap. And I was like, really? <laughs> I be stepping on people? I'm thinking I'm nice. Sometimes, you know, like a girl, that that's another good point because, you know, we're so used to people being so politically correct, especially in this environment, because everybody's hypersensitive now, you know, no bullying and, you know, don't judge me and uh, no slut shaming, you know, stuff like that. We're so hypersensitive about everything everybody says that anything you say, especially if you say it straightforward and direct, will cause people to say, why are you being mean? You know, why are you being so hateful? You know, and I think that, too, causes me to step back from saying what's really on my mind or saying, look, I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of picking you up. You know, you got a car. You get in your car and drive yourself, you know, <laughs> or whatever the, uh-huh. the case may be, because it comes off as mean. But what you're being is just honest. If you feel like doing something, you got to tell people, I don't feel like it. even your mom. Mm-hmm. I don't feel on the road your hair. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Okay, I can't just jump and do it right. because you say do it. I, I have a life myself, so I'll do it tomorrow. That's good. This comes mm-hmm. back to setting boundaries. Now throw this up in the air. But with my mom, you know, my mom, I'm really, uh, I try to cater to her as much as possible because she's my dad's full-time caregiver. And my dad is not mobile. You know, anything Uh he gets, we got to bring it to him. You know what I mean? And so that's a lot of pressure on Uh her. She's driving, going back to the store. He has an in-home caregiver, but it's still a lot on her, letting people in and out, especially with the virus, et cetera, et cetera. So... This is the way I set a boundary with her because I say with her, but it's really my mom and my dad. But my mom is speaking for my dad. You know what I mean? She could roll her own hair if she didn't have to get him a bath. The boundary I set with her was every Wednesday 
I'll come over after work and do whatever you need. So through the week, you write down, you know, whatever you need. And Wednesday, I'm going to knock it out. I'm going to get daddy's meds straight. I'm going to fill up his insulin needles. I'm going to fix your TV and, you know, tutor you on Facebook because, oh, my God, she's on Facebook now. But (laughs) just having that boundary has helped us, you know, so that her expectations are, you know, Miko is going to take care of me on Wednesday. And I can say I don't have to run over there every day of the week because, you know, our day is Wednesday. So I need to figure out, I guess I know how to do it, how to translate that into everyday relationships at work with my friends, with my fiance, you know, set boundaries so that the expectations are, you know, clear and I don't feel overtaxed. You know what I mean? If I can set boundaries with my own mom, the woman that brought me into this world, right. I can do with anybody. Nobody is more important than my mom. That's good. So, chop them down. You got to chop them down. Yeah. Kim? Oh, I agree. Up front, you got to stay the course. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they take full advantage of you. Mm-hmm. That's true. They, they will take them out. So, like Pat said, if you can say to your mother, mother, your day is Wednesday. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, gotta do, you know, what these people pay me to do, which is find a way to get my friend Kim hooked up with Byron Allen so he can do too much show by him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, um... <laughs> but no, seriously, you gotta tell these people. Shoot, I'm serious. I'm going to hook you up with Byron Allen. (laughs) Oh, okay, Dad. Call me, call me Byron. (laughs) But yeah, y'all made, that's a great point about, you know, if I can say it to my mom. And I guess because I'm so close and comfortable with her, you know, I can tell her anything. That's one reason why I feel guilty Uh about it sometimes. You know what I mean? So I can Uh definitely pull that. Yeah, that's, that's a good little foundation to stand on right there. You know, I got mama in the pocket on Wednesday. So now let me, let me assign some more days to some more folks so I can get my life well, back. Oh, there you go. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you can check your mama, you can check the next person. No, that's right. <laughs> Have to practice with her. Check the- <laughs> yeah. Man, y'all are crazy. Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate you. You are more than welcome. Look how much I owe you. What's the hourly rate? Um, hey, uh, I need you to just connect me with T.I. That's what I need you, you to do. You said with T.I.? Yeah, not on no boyfriend, girlfriend. I just want to be his homegirl. Oh. I can be friends with Tiny, too. I just want to be that homegirl. But you know who so knows? If you, you know who knows T.I. for hmm? real? James. Really? Yup. Girl, if I, I just want to pull up on him and, and just chill with him and the family. Mm. I'm going to be their friend. Nothing romantic at all. I just have always admired them. Because they, you know, they're not perfect. Yeah. They're, they're realistic. They're they realistic. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, once again, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. You guys have really blessed my life. And we have said goodbye like two or three times now. We did that black thing. We, we um, said we about to done, be done. Uh, right. I don't know about Right? We, look, we in the driveway. <laughs> in the driveway, walking to the street as the cars roll. That's, right. that's what happened when I, um, when we left uh, Trina's house. Yeah. She stayed out there 
that we rode into the drive into the street. Wow. Still talking to her. We're riding down the street. She was still talking to us. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, she she had it on video. That's she, so sweet. She, it was fun. Right. Okay, we gonna go. We gotta do this again. Okay. Love That's you. Okay. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for flying with Power Trip. You can find us on every major podcast platform, Facebook, and don't miss us on Instagram at Power Podcast for frequent flyer tips and bonuses.